Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Koreatown Live, coming through your speakers. It's the Ozone. I am your host, Omar Miller. You can find me on Twitter, at Omar Miller, on Instagram, at Omar Benson Miller. And I'm here with my brother, Terry. How you feel today? I'm a player. Then he's playing just to play. It's very interesting, folks. A little too short on your mind to get your life together uh, on a Monday. On a Monday with a lot of things going on. I got a little bit of a cold. I got a little bit of a head cold. T is over there blowing on the mic. He's trying to warm it up since I'm cold. Yeah, and I'm trying to speak it. He's spitting right now. There it is. And we got a lot of stuff happening in the world of sports, folks. A lot of breaking news going breaking down. News. Very happy news. Very happy news. Let's let's fire it up and see how you <laughs> feel about this news. Because last night the icon sent me something from CBS Sports saying that there was a record set yesterday. And that record that was set was with the loss, the spanking, the drubbing of the L.A. Rams. Jeff Fisher officially became the losingest coach in the NFL I mean, history. He tied it. He tied it. He, he didn't break one it. more, and the Rams had to get him out of there. I'm Let's sorry. Get him out. They had, they had to get him out. So. <laughs> and so uh, fans all over Los Angeles are rejoicing. I don't know how football – I guess football contracts work the same way for coaches as it does for players because – I don't think so. I think that his, his cheese is guaranteed. He, he just got $48 million last Which week. Which is ridiculous. No, stop it. I'm serious. You got to be Look kidding Look it up, bub. I'm pretty sure he gets his bread. This is terrible, though. You know, why do the players get treated like that? And a guy like Jeff Fisher, who doesn't do anything, he literally didn't do anything, but said, established himself as a loser. I mean, come on, dude. Wow. So, but but this help everybody out. Jeff Fisher... Picked up a deal. He picked up a, a, a deal. I think he got a. He didn't get the Pisha deal. He got <laughs> he a did. deal. He, he gave the Pisha deal to the Rams. Forty-eight million. Yep. For the next what? Two years or I three think he years? Got 40, yeah, that would be a lot for just for for two years. He can't be making twenty-four million a year. Yeah. Something crazy. No, he's not making twenty-four million. A How year. much is he making? I guarantee you that. I don't know what it is, but I'll look it up. But he's making that money, and then they, you know, amidst a lot of controversy. It, I think Eric Dickerson can be the one to thank for this situation. And not only Eric Dickerson, obviously you can thank his 4-9 and nine you, record. You can thank Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah, but, because, because, but Eric Dickerson is the one who had the courage to come out and put it on blast because everybody's so PC nowadays that you know nobody wants to say anything about what was what. And ultimately, and, when you're losing and you have a culture of losing, not just, you know, they, they had a full-blown culture of losing. This dude had his team. They were never prepared for the – They're never prepared except for the one game against the Seahawks. <laughs> right. Other than that, they're never prepared, and it's very unacceptable because he's the head coach. He's the head – it's on you. Come it's on. on you, and it's that always going to be That was a two-year contract extension you got. For big money. <laughs> and so, in the words of Ricky Henderson, and so now you release you, – you relieve him of his duties – which, thank God, because one thing that we can tell you folks, wherever you're listening from, in Los Angeles, we got other stuff to do. We aren't going to come support losers. It's just not going to happen. It's not Even happen. if we buy the tickets, we, we just, will we go just, do something else. We just talked about it last night. We are like, oh, man, I'm not going to the Ram game. I had tickets to the Ram game yesterday, folks, and I didn't go. And I'm talking about primo taglia beef. I, I would have been on the field in the end zone. Super sweet, deluxe with cheese. And I chose not to go because I knew that they were going to get spanked. I'd rather not sit in the traffic and, and just sit at right. home 
unfortunately, and watch them. Thank God I just found out I have the NFL Sunday ticket. I didn't know that, but I just found out yesterday. And I could have been watching Seattle get blown out instead. Um, but now we see what's what. And, I mean, let's just talk about, let's dissect. We're not going to take a lot of time on this because it was ugly. It's a moot point. <laughs> and just, not only that, this dude, man, this dude, what they, he has not had finished over 500 in his tenure. And, and I guarantee you he will get another job in the league. This is terrible. Think about that. He's going to get another job, which is crazy. And now how would you feel if you're one of those guys that he cut? Right. This guy's cutting me? A stone-cold loser <laughs> is cutting me and telling me I'm a loser? No way. Get out of here. Get the out of here. here. <laughs> no way. And so, so wow. So the Rams mess up a kickoff yesterday. The first kickoff. The kickoff of the, the game. Kickoff. Not even like of the a, game. Yeah, of the game. Let's kick this thing off, baby. Let's get, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this party started right. <laughs> so they got the party started with a fumble on the two-yard line. With a muff. With a muff, with some earmuffs, and next thing you know, the route is on. I mean, they didn't even have Julio Jones yesterday, who we know you're super high on. Um, no Muhammad Sanu. Come I on, mean, man. the defense is one of the worst in the league, and the Rams look terrible. You got uh, receivers tipping passes up in the air. This is I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for the Rams. I'm a Rams. You think this is the way that they move forward as an organization? They have to. They can't go any <laughs> any further down, right? Where uh, no. you where are you gonna go? No, I mean, the only way you go from here is Cleveland. <laughs> oh. Cleveland's better than them. They have the worst offense in football. But the Cleveland has the worst record of all time, so they're not better than them. But, but I hear but what the season's not over yet. The season isn't over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they can make up those four games in three games, but but yeah, no <laughs> man. <laughs> I think uh, I think that this could potentially be the way that the Rams move forward. I wonder who they get right now. Twitter is blowing up because they're saying Jim Harbaugh may leave Michigan, the University of Michigan, and head straight to to report to the the Coliseum. That would be awesome. That would in be the awesome. Words of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. Yeah, because Jim Harbaugh's a winner. He sure is a whole Harbaugh family. Those them boys are winners. They know how to create. They get you ringed up. They get you chipped up. They get you ringed up. And you see what happened to the 49ers after he left. And they don't go around messing around and, and not being serious about the game. You know, they they're serious about defense. They're serious about their whole team. Serious about the team, and yet they're also all their guys are always having fun. Right. It's a discipline about the game. Yeah, they recognize the joys of winning. You see the guys yesterday. They're on the sidelines arguing and fighting. Todd oh, Gurley, Tavon Austin, all of them. When, you, when when things fall apart like that, I don't care if you're playing in a Sunday rec league, a beer league, or the league. When things fall apart like that, it's never going to go over well with a bunch of competitors. It's just not. I, you're not going to accept losing. Just okay. Unless you're a loser. Unless you're a loser. I'm with Cam. Yeah. Losers accept losing. That's it. Exactly. It's, it's well said, Cam. Well said. But, I, you know... This is this is going to be a very interesting transition, and I like I will give Stan Crunky is how you say his name, Crinky, Crunky, Crunky. I'll, I'll give him a lot of credit because things can go the wrong way in a city like Los Angeles. Uh, the city of Angels does not support losers, and even though the team just got here, the novelty of the Rams being here has worn off. I can tell you that from being in the circle. Well, I can't give him credit because he let it ride this long. 
I mean, you couldn't even let him come into L.A. and bring a product like this and keep losing and losing. And not only that, they weren't showing well, any potential of getting better. But they didn't. I won't say that because early in the season, the Rams acted like they were going to make some noise. I didn't see Even it. the games that they lost were tight games. I mean, the big problem was the debate on whether or not to start Goff over Keenum. And it, and it was always this feeling like, okay, when Goff gets his chance after watching a little bit, he's going to help. He's going to open things up for Todd Gurley. But we can always count on that Ram defense. And then... All of a sudden, the Rams start giving up 49 points, 42 points. Like, what is going on? Well, and Ty Gurley is going to open it up for Jared Goff. You can't, you're only getting the ball to Ty Gurley for 10, 15 carries. Ty Gurley needs the ball close to 30 times a game. He needs it 30 times a game. He needs a pill. I need him to stuff the ball down your throat. Come on, right down your throat. <laughs> stuff it up the middle. Yeah. 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 And then we work off of that. They. If you're a team playing against them and they're stuffing Ty Gurley down your throat, eventually you're going to say, well, you know what? We got to stop the run. And they've stopped the run, but, so then the but they're serious. Open. Yeah, but they're serious about it. They're showing commitment to it. If you don't show a commitment to it and you're saying, well, you know what? We'll stop them four or five times and pretty soon they'll get away from it. Yeah. And that's true. what they're doing. Yeah. It's a terrible situation. I wonder if Eric Dickerson has a place on the sideline because other than just in the booth. Because he obviously cares, and that's something that, that I think the fans and the players, everybody's uh, attracted to that passion. Eric Dickerson took the time. He's a Hall of Famer, man. He doesn't have to. You right. know, he doesn't have. He to, doesn't have to care. He doesn't have to care. He did his thing. He did his thing, and he can just walk around the stadium and be a stud. He can walk around the city. He doesn't need to <laughs> walk be around the stadium. He's a stud. <laughs> so you know why? Why would he have to take that spat public if it wasn't true? Yeah, and another thing too. But why wouldn't Jeff Fisher just step down? Why wouldn't you just say, be the ultimate team player and say, I'm hurting the team. You know what? You guys need to go another direction because obviously I lost the squad. Because you have a contract extension that makes you say, but I really like living in the Pacific Palisades. <laughs> the sun is nice. And I'd also like a condo downtown. So I think what I'll do is I'll keep hurting the team and hope that, <laughs> that uh, nobody notices. <laughs> I was, we maybe, noticed. I can, maybe I can sneak under the radar. We noticed. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's a, but, well, that era, the Fisher era of the Rams is over, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens because if Harbaugh packs his bags and he comes for next week, I bet you they have a better showing than they did for the past 13 weeks. And they have the potential to be a good team because they, they have, have the potential. They, they have, have players. Yeah, they have a, they above got a average. Defense. Yeah, they have above average defense. They have above average running back, and you have a young quarterback that just needs to be taught how to play the game at this level. Crazy. It is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Man. Wow, but what about what happened in the rest of the league, man? I have to say, Deshaun Jackson is back. It is unbelievable to me the way professional athletes can turn it on when it's a contract, when anybody starts talking about their money. Right. Because you see it time in and time out. Baseball players have career years, hit above 300, hit more than 25 bombs, more than 100 runs scored when it's a contract season. Pitchers shut guys down in contract seasons. Now you're looking at Deshaun Jackson. They put out, and, and this may be good work from Dan Snyder. Uh, he put it out that, hey, it looks like we're going to get rid of Deshaun at the end of the season. <laughs> Deshaun was like, oh, word? I'm a renaissance man. By the way, <laughs> if you didn't know, I'm still I, I'm still a deep threat. The guy just runs past the defenders. You see him in the secondary, and he shimmy shakes, and if you bite the short route fake, Deshaun needs one half of a step, and it, it's over. Yeah. And he's over the top. 
and they have other receivers in that core. There are they, um, Pierre Garcon is real. Pierre Garcon, you have Crowder, and then you have yeah, you got Crowder, Jordan Reed Davis, didn't even and really Jordan play much. Yeah, but he's he's got a, sh- a shoulder injury. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying you yeah. have those guys. And yesterday, in my opinion, was an impressive win against the the Eagles. I don't really think that you want to see the Redskins in the playoffs, even though they're not. You know, I don't think they're. Gonna, I'm not going to say right. anything crazy right. like they're going to beat the. You know, win the 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 Super Bowl or anything. But I think that they play with a lot of heart, and you can see during the game they believe. Right. I just think that they're not there yet defensively. That's a big. I, I don't think so back. either. I think that they have the what the number three defense, the number four defense in all of football, something like the that. Redskins do. Yes. Wow. I, I do believe that it's uh, the Falcons. The Saints. These are the worst defenses you're talking oh, about. Oh no, offenses. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about offense. I'm my, my oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and but but their offense is like way above average in their defense. Kirk Cousins moves the ball yeah, he and he knows how to use his his receivers. Yeah. For sure he knows how to use them. Wow, that's cool. Uh I yeah, I you know, a lot of a lot of Redskins fans out there and you see it all up and down the Twitter timeline, all up and down the Instagram timeline, whenever they play and whenever they win. They're, you know, it's not a game. Right. And nice comeback yesterday, even though I did not appreciate that bogus hit against Darren Sproles. That was something I didn't even want to see. That's the kind of thing that gives a guy CTE or paralysis. You right. brought up a good point and reminded you of Daryl Stingley's scenario. Yeah, back in the day where you put him in a wheelchair, man. It's, it's, it's real. I mean, these guys are hitting hudding out there. You can't and, do and, that. And you're watching it. On every game, guys are going helmet to helmet. I'm talking about I might initiate the helmet to helmet yeah. and get laid and then out. you'll be the one yeah, that gets I, laid out. And then you get up and just get on the cart and or whatever, you know. You're talking about uh, – thank God Darren Sproul said that he was feeling good after the game. Yeah, he's in concussion uh, uh, protocol. Yeah, I'm sure he has a concussion at the least. Are you crazy? That was a, a punt return full speed from a, a secondary player who at the very slowest is running 4-6. Right. And and just laid him out before the ball even showed up. I felt like, and I'm not even this kind of a fan, but I felt like they should have assessed a special penalty in that situation. <laughs> like I, they should have just gave them three points or something. I don't know. I was I was really <laughs> let's kick a field goal. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even kick it. Just give them three. Spot them three. You can't break a guy's neck. Come on, man. Now, obviously they can. This is that violent nature of the game. Man, and the then game they, is rough. It, you know, then it goes out of the field into the 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 community. You know, these guys. It's hard to temper that after you in that situation. You know, these guys are really, really violent out there. That's a violent sport. And as you know from hanging out with football players, they're really violent in real life. Yes. And I believe that I'm going to go on record and say that the football players should be able to smoke weed. Because after hanging out with a lot of football players, some of which who have admitted to date rape and all kind of wild stuff to me it, when you hang out with them. Yeah. Football players are out of control, man. They're like soldiers that didn't come off the battlefield and you expect them to be normal and they're not normal. Yes. So they need to calm down. So if the weed helps them calm down, let them puff puff the magic dragon. So mellow them out. Hey man, mellow out. Calm down, dude. <laughs> Don't go helmet to helmet in real life. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you giving me helmet to helmet? I'm not even wearing a helmet. <laughs> I'm not even playing. <laughs> I'm not in the NFL. Stop it. Yeah, nah, you know, that was a, that was an interesting game. I thought the Redskins was was an interesting game. I thought a very very interesting game. I mean, we don't even know where Cowboy Kev is right now. Yeah. We we are all of our Cowboy aficionados have left the building after it, one loss. Deep cover. Deep cover. 10,000 leagues under the sea. They're, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're hiding out with Jerry Jones. Wow, Jerry Jones came out though. Yeah, because he came out and said 
We're only going with Romo if Dak is unavailable. Yeah, but Jerry Jones plays games. He shouldn't even put that other stuff out in the air before shouldn't the game. Shouldn't have put it in the ether, son. No, he shouldn't have. You know, he's talking about you putting a question mark of whether Dax is the quarterback of the future. Don't do not do that. Yeah, and, and like I said when I heard that, you know, credit to Tony Romo. Tony Romo's a competitive dude. He wants to play. But he, he's not the one tripping. He doesn't seem to want sowing seeds of confusion. He wants to win. Yeah, and all these That's one thing I will say about Tony Romo. I'm not a big Tony Romo fan. No, but he wants but, to win. But I've always I've never questioned whether or not Tony Romo wants to win. No, but his physical ability. Yeah, he just he, he gets yeah, busted up. Yeah, he's not the greatest quarterback or anything no, like that. No, but he does have the will to win. Get, yeah, but he can get the job done. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> well, you know, and throughout the season, but it's just a it, I don't know. That was a good game yesterday. Tight game. Cold game. Cold, yeah, and, and and once again, we see warm weather teams uh, just not able to perform in the cold. Indoor teams. In, in, indoor yeah, teams. Yeah, because yeah, Dallas has some cold, but it, they play indoors. They so play it's indoor. like when they got out there, it was tight. Zeke was tight. <laughs> yeah. Dak was tight. And the Giants looked like it was just another day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> in the Midlands, it's cold. I'll say this. I thought that the Cowboy defense showed up way better than I expected them to. They did if, early. The, if the Cowboy defense can play like that come playoff time, They'll the Cowboys real. will be the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, but they were stopping the Giants. The Giants don't have a running game at all. Yeah, that's true. They won the worst running games, if not the running worst running game in football. They have a terrible running game, at which applied a lot of pressure to Eli Manning. Man, yes. Eli Manning took a lot of hits yesterday. Yes, and he's an above-average quarterback. He it might doesn't have got get the hit more than John Molina. <laughs> Don't got, do that. He, he got hit a lot, man. I'm beaten to a pulp. Yeah, bloody pulp, man. <laughs> pulp fiction. But yeah, so so yeah, so that was uh that was interesting. I'd love to hear from some cowboy fans out there. At any point, you guys can call in. Let us know what you think about the ozone, about the state of professional sports. Uh, our number is four two four two five four nine six six three. That's four two four two five four zone. And I think we have a caller who wants to speak, uh, who left a message to speak about the Seattle Seahawks. You know, the big L I took yesterday in my fantasy football league, also the big L that my Seattle Seahawks took yesterday against the Green Bay Packers. Terrible game, bunch of interceptions, bunch of turnovers, totally unprepared. I know Earl Thomas was hurt, but boy, I didn't think we were going to get blown out like that. Another thing, too, was uh, just all the pick parties yesterday. I know the, the weather was really bad, but, man, watching all those highlights again, there was a lot of interceptions thrown. Alrighty. B-Rod, I feel sorry for you. I know that you uh, you really love those Hawks. I can hear it in your voice. Sound like it hurt him, huh? It sounded like it hurt him. Wow, that guy sounded down. I hope he's uh, still he's, with us. I hope he didn't commit suicide yesterday. He's wounded. He's a wounded warrior, this guy. So, wow, what do you... What do you think happened yesterday? Because I know you're also an avid Seahawks supporter, and they've taken some serious step back steps backwards in the past few weeks. Yeah, I don't think that um, it was anything that you know that needs to be changed or whatever. You, of course, the losing needs to be changed, but they're in the process of finding themselves. Almost, you know, they're a late season team. I just think that they're going to make the adjustments, and they went up to Green Bay and played, and uh, you know, a terrible game, which a lot of teams do. They do. You know? I mean, if you remember, forever, Green Bay literally just didn't lose there. Right. You just went up there and took your loss and you tried to get out as fast there. as you could. <laughs> yeah, and tried not to get hurt. Yeah. So that's the same thing. do you thing remember that... who it was that changed that, who reversed that course of action for the league? Was it uh, Russell Wilson? No, it was a man named Michael Vick. Oh. Michael Vick went up there and balled in Green Bay in the cold, I do believe, in the playoffs. I couldn't believe it. 
and he really put when he was on with Atlanta. a clinic when he was with Atlanta. He went up there and put on a clinic. Like the, the cold meant nothing to his four one speed. <laughs> right. And, I, and he was diamond, if you remember. Yeah, and the and the Green Bay Packers are very beatable. Uh, you know, but I mean it's a it's a game. They're going through their lull. Seahawks to be back. Yeah. Oh, you sound a very you sound uh, you sound short about that. What what happened? You, I know you want to talk about the Raiders and their shortcoming. Oh, I know. Why I don't know. I don't know. Why, why would I want to bring up the Raiders why, that lost in Kansas City? Why, the game that I called. Why would you why want to? Well, but you also called that the Seahawks were going to go undefeated for the rest of the season and then for the rest of the decade they, they're, they're laying an egg. So you so you tell me what's going on, Randy Piper? Well, because when I get you in that squared circle in the ozone <laughs> on Sunday, we're going to see what's happening. Actually. Uh, you know, Green Bay is Green Bay. The Raiders are the Raiders, and Kansas City is Kansas City, and Kansas City is better than the Raiders. Well, I mean, they are in Arrowhead, and they are in Oakland, <laughs> so, so that makes them better at, than at any place point, that they'll play. At <laughs> this point, they they seem like they're better. I still maintain that. Uh, I still maintain that Andy Reid will find a way to lose with this team. Now, one thing that's super impressive, though, if you go back to last season, I think their record is something stupid, like 22-3 and three over mm -hmm. the last 25 games or yes. something crazy like that. And Jamal Charles might not make it back. Now they said he's got swelling in his knee. He might not make it back. And Spencer Ware looks like he's worn out. Yeah, he he's does. He's not getting that running game together. So they might need to go to Chachandrick West. But uh, you know what? It's going to it's gonna be tough because the Titans actually look good. The Titans look good. And you know what? I went and saw a game uh, in Tennessee last year, uh, uh, courtesy of the homie Delaney Walker, and who's balling this year, no, by the he way. he balls every he year. He balls every year. Can you believe the 49ers had him and a prime Vernon Davis at the same time? And did not win. I mean, they were one pass away from winning. They came back when they started using Vernon in that Super Bowl, yes. which I was at. Yes. Cap started using Vernon and uh, literally changed the whole game. You couldn't stop that man. No, he was one of the best tight ends in the game at that time. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, and so what I saw when I was in Tennessee is I saw that kid, uh, uh, Marcus Mariota, he's a winner. Yeah. That guy, he's serious. He wants to win. He just needs more and more time and more snaps in the NFL. And now he's, you know, what is this, his third year, I think? Uh well, you know, really, last year he didn't get to play that much. He had hurt, uh, blew his knee out. Yeah. So, but now he's back. I mean, the kid, he he took off yesterday, and he looked like he could reach. I mean, he looked like he was running a four four at well, least. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he had maximum speed. It was nice. But I and and their defense doesn't look terrible. Usually, their defense they had a they had a little bit of the Raiders in them with the you know the sloppy defense that right. doesn't want to you know what I mean the D the D that doesn't doesn't play a disciplined game that gets a lot of penalties and so on and so forth but they have that two-headed monster with that running game and then you have an above average uh, tight end in Delaney and you have a, a couple of decent receivers out there and Marcus Mariota who can All put right. the ball on the money he's got that clutch gene too right. I think that he's a I think he's a clutch guy but I, I agree I think that if you find yourself playing them in the playoffs a team like uh, if you have and, and if you find yourself playing them in Tennessee, as opposed to playing them at home, I don't think that that helps you out. Right, and but I think that they have the potential to beat any team with that running game like that. I mean, really, I still think they may be a year out. Yeah, but, but I, I agree. I, I just maintain that Andy Reid will find a way to lose. You talking I, about the Chiefs? I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Chiefs. <laughs> now we can talk about the Raider game. It happened last week. It was last Thursday. Uh, I would say the 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 cold played a factor 
that was visible. It was tangible. You could see, for one, it looked like it actually is the first time I've ever seen Derek Carr look vulnerable. Because, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because Derek Carr looked like that dislocated pinky. He was doing everything he could to not put his pinky on the pill. Yeah, but it's 20 degrees, 15, ooh, 20 degrees. But not ooh, only ooh, that, though, ooh, ooh. everybody's out there playing with, <laughs> playing with injuries. So I, everybody's crying about Derek Carr. He lost the MVP that, that night and everything Nobody's else. crying about anything. The Raiders no, are still no, sitting I'm, at 10 I, and 3, as are the Chiefs. I listen so, to the Raider fans that are crying the blues about him. Well, you know his hand was messed up. His hand yeah. was messed up. So it's a part like, of the a, game. Yeah, it is a part of the game. And we'll see who's standing at the end of the season. Oh. Because like we're going to be standing in Kansas City. They got to come back out there. Only one. They all have to go through New England, though. <laughs> so they a, do all have to go through New but England. But Kansas City can beat them. Which will be interesting to see what happens tonight. Yeah. Uh, because Joe Flacco can beat New England. <laughs> yes. Which he's shown throughout his entire career. Yes. And I have to say, I'm not overly impressed with the New England Patriots at this no. point because they're a bit decimated. Um, what they have is a superior coach. Yes. You know, and, and they got Tommy Terrific, who is also superior. But I'm not – they're talking about Amendola's hurt. They're talking – you know, obviously Gronk is out. I feel like Gronk should probably retire, man. This is just too much. Too many injuries. Too many big injuries that you know that eventually it'll hurt his quality of life after the game. You think? Yeah. Back injuries, back surgery. This is his know? second major back surgery. Second major back surgery. I, what do you? I think he's had a couple of knees. You know they can't give it up, man. Can't that competition is like, real? It's, it's real. <laughs> it's I real. can't give it up, and nobody's paying I, me. I know, and I still can't give it up. I We're, still need to serve. I still need everybody to know when they step on with me. That um, it's showtime. It's, it's go time. <laughs> I'm the one. Yeah, let's do it. I'm the guy you got to watch out for. This is what I need you to understand. Which is a trip because these guys are getting paid big money and you're talking about shutting them down. I mean, it's kind of like the, the conversation we were having about Manny Pacquiao. Realistically, Manny Pacquiao obviously has a, a, some left in the tank. You just don't want to see him get hurt. And that is not the nature of competition. Nobody's out there to not get hurt. Yeah. So <laughs> then when you factor in but for him, big money. Yeah, but for Grunk, it's not, not going out there. Not to get hurt, but he's got the rings, he's got the money, he's got gotten everything. So at this I, point, I'm not Grunk's account. I don't know what kind of cheese Grunk has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I sure? I'm positive. I can't. <laughs> I don't I can't know. Say. I can't say what that man may need to do or not do. But back to what's going on right now. Uh, is that game tonight in Foxborough or is it in Baltimore? You know what? I need to check our files because I really don't have the grip on that one right now. Let me yeah, say. but I I don't. I mean. Joe Flacco's got to be got to have the best record in Foxborough out of any quarterback of the modern era because he's gone up there and won in the playoff situations. He's gone up there and truth be told, he should have another win. But that fool Courtney Lee dropped a pass, and I know it because it cost me five thousand uh, dollars. And they had them beat. Man, they had them beat. Do you guys remember that game? It was two thousand thirteen, I think it was. Oh, yeah, that God, game's at New England. It's, it's at New England. England. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Should be a nice game tonight. Um, man, they're tough up there in New England. And I actually don't think the Ravens D is as good as advertised, but I think that they can find a way to beat a decimated Patriots squad because they're also a cold-weather team, so I don't think that the cold is going to affect them in that same way. I look for a lower-scoring game, a tighter game. But when you say decimated, what do you mean? Because they have a, a few players that are out, but they're not like torn up like that. A lot of that stuff is brought on by them, you know, themselves. You got rid of Jamie Collins, and then you're – you don't have any pressure that you can put on the quarterback, which is the problem more so than anything. You can't put any que- pressure on Joe Flacco. It's going to be a problem. Well, when I say decimated, I mean, you know, guys that are hurt. And those guys, those particular guys that are hurt are key guys. And then when you add the defensive factor that isn't decimated, that's just not, never was really assembled, that that 
to me, makes the team a lot less appealing. Right. Baltimore has the number one defense in football, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I don't I, – even though their numbers that – you know, you can't front on their numbers, I'm I'm not crazy – I don't know. I'm not crazy for it, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. As a Raider fan, I'm certainly looking, you know, forward to this game to see how we're all looking. Because truth be told, if Baltimore can find a way to win, I think everybody's sitting at ten and three. I'm really gunning for the Raiders to get that. Uh, they can't. They can't. If their their um, standing stay with the Kansas City Chiefs, they can't get the bye. No, they're they they fall into the fifth seat. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that. If the Raiders can win out, which they potentially can do, it's only three games left, and you never know what can happen in sports. If either one of these teams don't win out, potentially the Raiders could get that bye. I'm not scared of the Raiders playing on the road, to be honest. I just don't want them to have to play in Arrowhead. <laughs> That's the, I honestly feel like they're going to have a problem with Phillip Rivers coming up, especially after two stinkers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Phillip Rivers lights it, lights it up. He does. He does like to light it up. Man, man, man. And, you know, the last thing I want to speak about in the football arena, um, oh, two things. One, I wanted to talk about, again, the mighty fall of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's terrible. Carson Palmer looks like he needs to retire at this point, which is terrible. Which would be the third time he retired? Second <laughs> yeah. or third time? Yeah. So, I mean, you can't really be mad at him retiring. Right. Um, but, yeah, they look bad and it's just oh man i just i can't believe it i can't wait to talk to calais camel about this situation and calais accidentally rolled on ryan Tannehill's leg and oh caused what they thought was an acl tear which now they're saying was an acl mcl sprain yeah so you talk about relief for the uh, dolphins but at the same time even i've had that sprain before you know, I don't know if he'll be back in time for the playoffs. He's supposed to be out for the season. They saying, oh, I didn't. No, no, no. They said it's 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 undef- He was out for the season when they thought that it was a tear. Now they're saying with the with the uh, with the sprain, they don't know. You know, they don't know when he's coming back. But I know that the Dolphins, who surprised this year, you know, and they they actually they did well. And the Dolphins, who surprised, the last thing they needed to do was lose Tannehill. He's not great, but their unit seems like they're moving well together, you know? I think that they could still win without him because you have Jay Ajay, and he's one of the top running backs in the game. And no so, doubt about and it. so with a guy like him, you can still win. You don't. You just need a manager. And man- they got great receivers. Yeah, and you just need a manager at that point. They just, you know, maybe sneak up on a, uh, you know, your tight end. Tight end is crucial in football. Crucial. Maybe Calvin from McDonald's is available. If they <laughs> maybe. A, a manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true, though. It's true. It's very interesting to see what will happen down there in rainy Florida. Uh, unfortunately, we have another scenario where the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Michael Floyd was arrested on a DUI charge. It's his second DUI charge. It happened to him when he was in college as well. I hope this young man gets himself together. You had a near-death experience yeah. this past weekend behind a drunk driver. DUI is real. Folks, don't drive drunk. Yeah, why are you doing that? This guy literally head on into a mother of two she was pregnant at the time. And this guy just literally got out and said, uh, I didn't do that. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, you're drunk, dude. Everybody can smell it on your breath. We're you talking about down. the guy that ran into Terry, uh, nearly ran into Terry, yeah. not the Michael Floyd situation, everybody. No. Yeah, it's just, just ridiculous. You're talking about a, a don't drive drunk. Yeah, and especially don't drive drunk, period, but especially don't drive drunk when you have the means to take an Uber and uh, you can do, you have other other options. You know, I mean, people's lives are at stake, folks. You can't mess around with this kind of thing. You feeling buzz? You feeling it? 
call a car or did tell one of your boys or something. Somebody will get you home and come pick up your car later because this is unacceptable. Really, really unacceptable. Life is fragile, guys. And which leads me to my next point, which is the conviction uh, on manslaughter for Cardell Hayes, the man down in New Orleans who killed uh, former Saints star Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody that I, I got to pal around with a few times and was a great guy. And if you guys have been listening to the Ozone podcast for a while, you can hear our take when Will was uh, killed. It was very heavy, uh, really unfortunate. His wife was shot. And uh, actually, the jury was sequestered. So they, they went over the weekend and everything because I was trying to go down there uh, and witness some of the trial. Very interesting to see that they found uh, this man guilty of manslaughter, not murder. A lot of people are upset because they wanted it to be just a, a straight murder conviction. But even with the manslaughter conviction, he's facing 20 to 40 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, people. some people might feel like justice has been served and some people might not. But justice could never be served because this guy's not coming back. Death, is, death is permanent. And he has he, a family and everything else. And now you have two lives that are lost over something that really, really is not that important. You may be talking about a car accident at, at the most yeah, and and now you're talking about a guy in prison for the prime of his life, and another guy who's passed away, who has children, and who was a pillar of the community, who leaves behind a widow. It's all a very very difficult situation, and when you juxtapose that with the guy that uh, killed Joe McKnight, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean now he's detained, but originally he was just let go. It uh, it's a it, this is something in the United States that we're going to have to address at some point. This uh, this this loss of life and the the different value of one life versus another is something that just cannot be overstated. It's obvious. This isn't something that you need to, uh, a degree in neurology to figure out or anything like that. This is this is an obvious situation. Um, I, I hate that this thing happened. You know, I hate that it happened. I met Will. I hung out with Will a few different times. We ran in the same circle. Great guy, hilarious guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, to see this happening, I, I don't know, from what I understand, there was alcohol involved in this situation as well. Very unfortunate. I hate to see it happen on both sides. You know, because like I said, this is a young man who's got to go and spend the prime of his life in prison. And you know, and then he has to sit there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I agree. Yeah, sit there you with the remorse the, of killing someone. You That's hate that serious. The incident happened. Yeah, yeah, the whole incident. And then when you get, you know, to your final destination, which seems to be his is going to be prison, you re can reflect and say that you know this was really, really petty. It wasn't petty. that. It wasn't that serious. And now I've lost a lot of my life behind bars because of that. Somebody's got to be the bigger person. Yeah, and otherwise people get hurt seriously, as opposed to somebody's ego being hurt. Right. It's a very serious situation. It's wild, man. It's wild. Keeping a little bit lighter, what else is a serious situation? What is that? It's the 5-4 Club. Did you know, Terry, did you know that for $65 a month, you can get a box of clothes for two hundred? that's worth $200 every single month? Yes, I actually did know that. Ah, <laughs> and how did you know? Because I received mine, and because I am blinged Because is a member, folks. Woo. Go get hot, ladies and gentlemen. It's the holiday season. You want to look sharp, fellas. Go get the 5-4 Club. Join up. Use promo code OMAR. You're going to get some money off of your initial membership fees in your first couple months. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look fly all winter long. They're going to send you out some nice clothes. It, it is personally tailored to you. So if you live in a cold weather place, you're going to get coats. If you live in a hot place, you're going to get Hawaiian shirts. It's all good. 5-4 Club. 
live well lifestyle lux vibes man you see this kid uh i guess pretty expectedly uh lamar jackson from louisville won the heisman trophy on saturday yeah you know it's pretty much been a foregone conclusion uh i mean the kid's stats are insane they said that he's better than todd Gurley. look man the guy completed 58 well i mean he's he completed 58 percent of his passes for 3,390 yards with for 30 touchdowns and he ran the ball 234 times for 1,538 yards and 21 touchdowns. Crazy. These numbers are crazy. He said he's the third player in, in, in the football history, college football history with 30 passing touchdowns and 20 rushing touchdowns in the same season. The other two players, anybody, anyone, anyone, Bueller, no, Cam Newton and Tim Tebow. Wow. This is this is you know some this is some healthy air. This is a high rent district. This is the high rent rarefied air there, and uh, you know perhaps he'll keep his faith to himself so that the league won't discriminate him and not let him play. <laughs> right, <laughs> which is uh, amazing. I like Tebow. Right, yeah. Come on, man. Can't tell me Tim Tebow can't get a job. That's not right. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. We're not crazy for college here, folks. That's almost all we got. But we do have a caller who knows a lot about college football. Who do you have? Next victim, you are live on the Ozone. Ooh. Hello? 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 Is this next victim? This is next victim. Nice. Uh, What's happening with you? How you feel? Feeling good, feeling good. How you guys doing today? Oh man, um, you know we we're enjoying the spirited edition of the Ozone. We're speaking on the topics, talking about uh, the NFL. We just wrapped up talking about the really unfortunate situation down there in Louisiana, where that uh, Cardell Hayes, the brother the Cardell Hayes, today. what was that? The funeral was today for uh, Joe McKnight. Oh, was it? See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, we were talking about the conviction of manslaughter that, uh, you know, for Cardo Hayes got for killing Will Smith and just how unfortunate oh, yeah. it is that guys are drunk driving and that, you know, the whole scenario with people not being the bigger person and now two lives have been ruined behind this directly and then you have widows and children and all sorts of people who are going to have to grow up without role models because of an argument, basically. Yeah, that's, that kind of stuff is terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible it's, situation. It's Debbie Downer. But what we wanted to talk to you about was college football. We just got done talking about Lamar Jackson and how he's in the rarefied air where the only only other person, the only other two people with statistics like his, where you have 30 touchdowns and 20 touchdowns rushing and passing in the same season, are Cam Newton and Tim Tebow. How do you think he's going to fare in the NFL? I think he'll be all right. I think he'll really be all right. But I really thought that um, Deshaun Watson was going to win the Heisman. Oh, you did? It's just, I really did. Deshaun Watson is probably like, what, 20 and 2, 20 and 3 in two seasons. Um, you know, led his team to the national championship last year and lost. And this year he's doing the exact same thing. So it's like, how can you, how can you go against that dude? Lamar Jackson, you know, his stats was unbelievable. But Deshaun Watson is in the SEC. And this is is, is it's too hard, mother. It's just NWA <laughs> out there. Too hard. It's so rough, so tough, baby. <laughs> it's the rough conference out there. It's rough, but you know Lamar Jackson. He um, he he deserves it. He deserves it. It's just my personal favorite. With you know, I love Clemson also. 
and um, he'll be all right in the NFL. It's kind of scary because you put these type of quarterbacks into the RG3 category. And um, the good thing, I think Lamar Jackson did, what, two or three years in college. And, um, you know, being in that conference, I believe it's the ACC. So I, I think he's mature enough. I think he's all right. I think he's. I think he'll do okay, depending on the team that he goes to. And right now it's looking like he'll be in Cleveland, yeah. unfortunately. And, so, you know, let's hope he learned from RG3. Because yes. part of RG3's yeah. problem wasn't his ability. It was he just didn't believe that he was in the grown man league right. and he wouldn't slide. Made some bad decisions. He, made some, he literally just made some bad decisions that ended up impacting his future career. Right. I think with RG3, I believe you can tell. Uh, it just seemed like he was – he wasn't ready for, like you, like you mentioned, that grown man ball. Okay, you lifting 375 in the gym, but the entire team – is running a four four out the whole there. team, including but guys who weigh two sixty. Right. Yeah, and shit, the referees, the umpires, are running a four six. So you know, with the angles, it's like, come on, it's not daily football. This is the NFL, RG three. It's like, so hopefully, you know, Lamar Jackson, he will learn from that, and he'll, you know, throw the ball away. He'll slide because taking these hits and these concussions. From uh, you know, from these other NFL players, will shorten his career really. Quick. They sure will. They'll get you out of there, and you'll be looking for a nine to five like the rest of us. Right. It looks like it'll shorten their lives. Mm-hmm. It can. Yeah. You mess around. Uh, and then, how do you feel about college football now going into bowl season, into the playoff schedule? How do you feel about the situation? Who do you think you got? I Alabama leaps and bounds, or sorry, leaps yeah. and bounds, or do you do you think Ohio State can pull off an upset? What do you, what, what do you see? I don't think Ohio State can pull up the upset. Um, I'm not a fan of Alabama, but after watching Alabama, they have a serious NFL program. They are for real. Saban gets those um, guys the ready, thing, man. They're ready. The, 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 he, it, them ready. he is the exact opposite of Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Complete opposite, right? <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Complete opposite. One Fisher is enough. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump to the Jeff Fisher thing real quick, and I think that. <laughs> With Jeff Fisher, I think the squad came to L.A. And as we all know, it's so much going on that you can lose focus on yeah. the workout, the everything, just being in L.A. alone. So yeah. it's a big I think city. that, you know, it took it took the, the Rams, you know, it, it took them in shock. Along with being on the hard knocks, they, they got that hard knocks jinx. So, yeah, it's like being on the but, cover of Madden, right? It's like it doesn't work out well for you. Nope. Wow. Alabama is for real. Oh, my God, Alabama is for real. So can Alabama beat the Cleveland Browns? Let's go for the real question. (laughs) No. No Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) College boys can't be good. And their weakness is their kicker. Their weakness is their quarterback. They have a freshman quarterback. But their defense – you can, you're not going to be Alabama from sideline to sideline. You're going to have to beat them up the middle. And I know uh, T-Bone over there is going to hate this, but you have to give them that play action and go deep. You can't be afraid <laughs> to take chances. It's true. <laughs> you, you can't be afraid to take chances. Teams all season are so intimidated from Alabama. But, hey, like we always say, if like you step onto the field, you're going to lace your shoes up, you're going to put your girl on, Let's play. 
That's it. I'm, I'm in the same. I'm D1 football just like you. I got, I'm on nice. the same scholar as you are. Yeah. I put in my time at the park just like you did. <laughs> just so like you did. We're about to find out what time it is. What do you think about right. this? Just coming from a Southern California perspective, how do you feel about the Rose Bowl game? SC ended up at number nine. They're going to play Penn State uh, in Pasadena. What do you think about that game? That's going to be huge. I think so, too. Uh, that's why I asked you about that one in particular. SC and Penn State are in their rebuilding stage. They both went through some, you know, some terrible situations with the ADs and, you know, with the with the, um, what's Paterno and all that. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those those were bad. These had to completely, you know, scholarships was lost unfortunately and didn't have nothing to do with these kids. It's the you know the administration and everything else that was going on. So these coaches, I love Penn State. I'm not an SC fan, but I like where SC is going just from having to rebuild so quick and they have the athletes that can really play. They sure do, especially that all-world kid who plays both sides of the ball, Dory Jackson. And that, that kid Absolutely. is all-world. He's a can't-miss guy. He's going to go to the league. I don't know if he's going to go this year or next year, but coming from here, from Southern California, uh, I know that our local company, D1 Bound, has been following him for years, and I've been hearing his name forever, and that kid showed improved. He, he went through the Coliseum and got busy. Yeah, each and every game he put in work. He's a, he's a game-breaker. He's a game-changer. He so. is. That's going to be uh, – uh, Pasadena is going to be insane that weekend. Man, it's going to be popping, right? Rose Ooh, Parade, Rose Bowl. Insane. I might drink some rosé like, champagne. <laughs> yeah. Those – the uniforms alone. You know, those two schools have big tradition, and they have a huge following. And for Penn State to go through what they've gone through with the um, Joe Paterno stuff, this is huge for them to make it to a Rose Bowl. Man, them dudes was like – Number four? I think that was no no I'm sorry, ranked number five or number six in the nation. So come on. Them dudes is they they're deserving and they playing. They playing ball. And I hope they wear their all white uniforms because it's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you like them fresh whites. <laughs> I didn't like them for the Raiders, I tell you that much. Didn't work out the right way. Looked like they was uh, in Tron, the movie. It was a terrible look. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders are silver and black, man, not silver and white. <laughs> What are y'all doing? Rollerball. They like the rollerball uniforms. It's terrible. It was like that was the the Oakland T Birds or something. Right. I mean, they look terrible. Hey, you know, moving on though, I mean, we will slide into our hoop segment since we got you on the line. I have to say, we're gonna have a three way discussion here, and just let me get this all out. Wednesday, I spent the money. I took my mother to the basketball game. My mother's a basketball junkie now. Spent the money, took her to see her favorite team, the Golden State Warriors, play the L.A. Clippers. Two of her favorite teams. Two of her favorite teams. Now, you know, the, the, her top three is Cleveland, is Golden State, Cleveland, and the Clippers. So she was okay. pumped, but she was also torn. She stretched out. She got her knee loose in case one of the teams needed her. Yeah. Thank God they didn't need her to play. <laughs> but what we saw was so terribly disappointing this was last Wednesday, I know, and the Clippers have won a game or two since then. I couldn't care less. I was there in the first quarter of the game. I looked to my mother and I said, we could have saved our money. We could have scalped the tickets. This was, I would say this was the most highly anticipated game of the season so far against two teams that look very, very serious. And the Clippers totally and completely folded. 
The Clippers gave me hashtag soft. S-O-F-T. <laughs> soft. I have never seen a team just complete, a capable team, just totally and completely roll over. You're talking about Blake Griffin looked like he was throwing the game, dog. Blake looked terrible. DeAndre was just running suicides. J.J. Redick, I don't even know what happened to him. He just like, they, the doc just took him out of the game. Chris Paul looked like ass. I don't know what happened. Honestly, I think Blake Griffin had four or five turnovers in the first quarter alone on fast breaks. This game was so hard to watch because the Golden State Warriors had total mind control over the Clippers in the Clippers' house. This is unbelievable to me. The Clippers rolled over. Jamal Crawford came in and he wanted to play. Nobody else wanted to do nothing. I just, I, I couldn't believe it. Austin Rivers looked confused out there. He was just dribbling too much. And it wasn't even like Golden State came out wet. It wasn't like Golden State came out, ooh, they didn't miss. They 15 for 15. Golden State came out playing sloppy ball, which they're apt to do. Right. And nobody had anything going except for Steph Curry. Durant didn't torch him. Thompson didn't torch him. Curry looked good, but he was also loose with the ball, like he always is. Draymond just had total and complete control over Blake Griffin and anything else on the inside. And Draymond is like literally my height. So I don't understand why Blake is so intimidated by him. So why don't you tell us what you really think? <laughs> I mean, this really, really bothered me. And it's just like you said, T-Bone. Uh, yep. But this, I didn't expect it to happen this soon. Oh, don't worry. It, it's going to happen. It always happens with the Clippers. They got to blow up the team. It's going to happen. They got to blow up the team, had, next victim. They had two to three days off because um, I think the last time they played was on that Sunday, and then they came back and played Golden State that Wednesday. No, they played that yeah. Monday. They played that Monday played against that somebody. Monday. I was at, I need to look at the schedule. They played Monday against somebody, and I think they picked up the dub, and then they and then they, they played Wednesday. And I mean, look like garbage. I'm sorry. I'm not going to interrupt you again. Go ahead. How do you feel about? It? Did I you see the game like first it. and foremost? I watched the entire game and I was weak. But then you watched it more than the game than I did because I left. I watched the entire game and I seen it from the get go. I was like, oh, this is this is the Blake Griffin game, and you can see the teammates like trying to feed him, and he's still shooting mid range shots against dudes that's my height, six feet. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? So the whole team was – Blake had the black hole. Once he got it, he was traveling. He was throwing. He was getting double-teamed. He was shooting. So the team just looked like, okay, we're going to let this fool continue to do this. Right. And then they just gave up after, like, the second you know, the second quarter. <laughs> and this is after dropping the game that they had dropped before this. They actually didn't win the game. They dropped that game against the Pacers, who they had lost to on the road – at, after right. beating Cleveland. How do you go from beating a full-masked Cleveland team? I mean, Cleveland had all their players, and they ran the Cavs to coming Maybe into Staples Center the- at home and getting dusted. You guys got it's rolled. It's, it's Blake Griffin, man. He's the... <laughs> It's Doc Rivers, it's man. I need, I need. Man, to... you, y'all always like to blame the coach. It's because one of the players, that dude Blake Rivers is like the Kobe of, of the Clippers. He's like him. He's gonna try to get his. He's not worried about trying to make anybody better. He's not gonna take no no advantage of. He no, doesn't no even handle dude. the ball. Tip. I can't really be mad at Blake. I was mad at Blake because it looked like he was throwing the game. But I don't feel like it's the guy that's not the ball handler. It's not necessarily his fault. He's supposed to get his. He's the star of the team. 
He's supposed to get his. I need Blake to put up 25 shots a game, Yes. yada, 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 yada. And I have to say, over the years, Blake has improved as a player. This particular game, and you don't hear me talking bad about Blake Griffin too often, to be honest, because I'm a pretty big fan. Right. But this particular game, it seemed like he got some bad news from his girl. It seemed like his girl told him, uh, Blake? We need to talk. <laughs> After the game. <laughs> I'm going to throw the game, man. <laughs> Can we talk before the game? No, no, no. I don't want to mess up your game. So we'll just talk after the game. I got some bad news. But I'm not going to tell you right now. I'll wait till after the game to what? tell you. <laughs> Why does my stomach hurt so bad? And then the, something happened. <laughs> something happened. And Blake couldn't get his, could not get his mind together. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I think that everybody gets caught up in playing the Golden State game. But it's like last night they played, or the night before, they played and they blew squad out because Blake was on the sideline with some knee injuries. So I'm I'm going to blame it on Blake. I'm not going to blame it on on, uh, Doc Rivers. Well, that would be the coach. I'm not going to blame it on Doc Rivers. But that would be the coach. He has to recognize that if if that's the case. Either way, Doc Rivers has to take responsibility. Somebody has to take responsibility for them playing like this every single year. I mean, they you got to blow up the team at yeah. this point. I, don't, I mean, after that Golden State, I wouldn't even be – if I was Ballmer, I would trade guys in the middle of the season. Yep. I would trade them now. I would blow up the team now. Oh, you right. have to shock, shock and all. Yeah, because you can't get – you just – for everybody out there listening, athletes especially know, you can't get blown at home in the big game, the nationally televised game, the game that everybody – I mean, literally everybody is – was waiting for. Right. Everybody's waiting Man. for it. Because I left work on time. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. The big lights was on. Next victim. Hold on one second. Is this Cowboy Kev? Has Cowboy Kev resurfaced? (laughs) (laughs) Cowboy Kev, we're going to have a roundabout. We got two of our. We got two of our best hey. contributors here on the Ozone. We got Cowboy Kev and Next Victim on the line now. Let's go. We're talking about we're, we're going to get back to the Cowboys, Cowboy Kev. But right now <laughs> we're talking about the Clippers and the Clippers falling apart and why they need to blow up that team because what I saw at the arena on Wednesday against the Warriors was totally and completely unacceptable. We've all already weighed in. We want to get your take. Give me a minute on the Clippers falling apart and why they can't win the big games. Hit him, Kev. Well, it's it's like, well, it, it was a football coach, but Coach Green said this. Uh, he has a, a famous quote years ago. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right with him. This, 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 is still, this is still Laker town. If you can't win a Western Conference final, you can't be L.A.'s team. (laughs) Come on. I mean, it's time. It's been time. It's been time. It's been time to blow up the team, you say. I love love Chris Paul. I I, I love Blake Griffin, but together they, you know, DeAndre Jordan, he probably should have went ahead and went to Dallas. But, uh, I mean, to me, I think that – they should move the team to Seattle, to be honest with you, to get out of the shadow of trying to compete with the Lakers because they'll never have their own identity here. It'll, it'll always be competition. You take the team to Seattle, it's a whole different environment. It changes things. But uh, I don't know if um, if the owner would ever consider that. You know, but um, Well, I mean, he did they, help they start Microsoft, to... so he's got to have some roots in Seattle. <laughs> 
And an open mind. Yeah. I'm not listening to Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. That's the same. <laughs> that's the same. <laughs> that's the same. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys, you guys got to let each other talk. That's the same. State was going to put hands on Cleveland. Go ahead, <laughs> Cowboy Cam, yo, your words don't make no sense. Man, you can't talk. Well, oh, come on. Okay, well, well this I'll is. I'll tell you what. The, the team is, they've had on paper the best talent the last, you could say, arguably three years. True. And to not even be able to get to the Western Conference final, it's, I mean, come on. Something's wrong. Something is definitely wrong. Now, last year, and I gave him a pass. I gave him a pass because last year, Blake, I mean, what can you do? A guy tore his quad muscle. There's nothing I can do about that. And the Clippers looked good in the playoffs last year. He got hurt and Chris Paul got hurt. There's nothing they could do about that. The year before that, when they blew the 3-1 lead to Houston, should have been when we sounded the alarm that they just plain and simply weren't real. Because they're not real. And until I see some, some real evidence of them being real, uh, I, I I have to say that this is this is a three dollar bill. The Clippers organization is a phony. It's a fugaze, as they say on the East Coast. And I don't I don't really I don't buy into it. Want to get some more hoops in real quick before we move on before we move back to the Cowboys and that debacle. Um, and and I just want to say, how about Russell Westbrook? I mean, this dude is doing it all over wow. there. He's got a lot of turnovers. But he's doing the job over there, man. You can say whatever yeah. you want to say. What you will never question is his desire to win. I think he's doing the best that he can do with the personnel that he has. Uh, I was on I was on Twitter the other day, and somebody brought up a great point watching because there was a, a like a triple header on ESPN or something like that, and going from watching the Warriors, the Thunder, and the Rockets play to think that Harden, Durant, and Westbrook were on the same team and they let that team break up is absurd. Over a stupid contract, too. Not even – they yeah. just go ahead and pay James Harden, man. They still had Serge Ibaka. Yeah, and, and, and well, yeah. yeah, afterwards, I don't think Serge Ibaka's a winner personally, but <laughs> but but those three guys, you think about that, and then you if you still end up getting the Steven Adams or an Ennis Cantor, man, you got problems on your hands. I just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted to also lob out that King James is still the best player in basketball because LeBron James is putting up <laughs> dumb, <laughs> stupid numbers. And he's just doing it quietly because even though he's the best player in basketball, he still plays in a small market, so you don't necessarily hear yeah. about it so much. But this dude's line is nuts. I'm talking straight bananas. bananas. Yeah, he, he is banana split out there. And don't look now, but Derrick Rose is back. You guys see Derrick Rose against the Lakers last night? That's against the Lakers. No, but he's been playing well. And the Lakers ain't no chumps. Uh, they ain't not no jive turkeys. Uh, show your ride. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah. So I don't know how you guys feel about those, but I mean, anybody want to speak on Westbrook? I'm he can't. He's that guy has my vote for anything. Oh yeah, his 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 play speaks for speaks for itself. His motor is just. It's it's awesome to watch, and and sometimes I'm scared watching him because he goes so hard. It's like on every man, play, you, you know. Yeah, and you and you you know remember there was a time where you know you 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 compared him and and D Rose, and you you wondered which one was more explosive, and you know both of them had some injuries, but to see Westbrook come back, and you know, usually when you have. Those those knee injuries, you know, usually there's there's a mental hurdle that you got to get over, and it, it just seemed like he just went, you know, just said forget all that, 
I'm not going to stop being who I am and took it to a whole nother level. He took it to another and level. So, now, yeah, what do you it, think it, next victim, Tipper? imposes will on the game like that. He does. What do you think about King James? Well, he's just in cool. He's in cool control right now. You know, he the the game is slowed down so much for him now. He understands when and where he can get whatever he wants to, and so all he's trying to do now is is get other guys to where they're comfortable and they you know figure out where their spots are to be successful and help them get into those positions. And so you know, by the time they get to the playoffs, everything's clicking. Everybody's confident. We know what we can do it. And, you know, there's going to, you always going to have tests. And so when you get to those situations, you know, he can sit there and say, hey, we've been here before. And what you do know, you think about it, Tip? Well, King James is kind of like Shaq Diesel right now during the season. <laughs> I mean, during the regular season. He's just kicking back, making sure everybody is on the same page. And then once February kicking after the All-Star break, it's go time. Yeah, you know the team should. You know they should understand what's going on. We're entering in the right. playoff seedings bracket, so let's go. With Russell Westbrook, man, that dude he has the heart of Kobe and the mindset of AI. He's going to come wow. out. He's going to wow. tear you up. And that's and exactly what he's doing. He's making the league pay. But now let me ask you this: Do you think he can win a big yeah. game? Like the way he that he's playing. Comment yesterday. Uh, he said, "I don't care about no triple double." Because I care about the team. I'm trying to win. Hey, right. you already my MVP from saying that. No. Yeah, he's a you stud. Can win, you can win 40 games. But if you're giving your all on both sides. And we can man, see it. And it's, 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 it's tangible. It's amazing because none of us are talking about James Harden. And James Harden is putting up crazy numbers. Yeah. And we all know that his crazy numbers are worthless. He doesn't go as hard as, you know, when Westbrook is on the court, you know that he's going to get bored. You know he may block a shot. And I think with James Harden, sometimes with his triple-doubles, the rebounds, the defensive rebounds just happen to fall into his hands. Westbrook yeah. is going up to get it. Yeah, he's getting yeah, down he's, in the block. He's 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 down there defending yeah. in the block. In both hands, he's going he's going hard on both hands. And Harden is is questionable on on the defensive end. You know he'll he'll take uh, quarters and halves off at times. Yeah. All right. So real quick, because we got to move on. Cowboy Kev, give us your hot take on what happened last night in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Out there in the Meadowlands, what happened? What happened to the Cowboys in that high-power offense? Ooh, it was a cold night. That's what happened. <laughs> ah, that it was a was cold out. night. Listen, but I, I will say this. It's not Dak Prescott's fault. No, okay? I agree. You know, he, to me, you know, he, he, he had the two turnovers, but arguably you could say, you know, especially the, the one where Dad fell down, but there was, you know, a couple of key plays of of the game that that you know pretty much decided the game. One, the uh, you know the Beckham catch for for the sixty plus, um, you know. But that's something that you know I I to me I, I put it more on the head coach Jason Garrett because there was a lot on the line yesterday and I didn't think they was ready to play. Uh, you know, whether that's, you know, feeling themselves a little bit. Obviously, it's a division game. It's always going to be a tough game because both teams know each other very well. So it comes down to execution. But, 
you know, Dad didn't have his best night and, and you know, to start a drive and then, you know, catching and, and fumble, you know, that was that was a difference in the game to me because the defense, Dallas defense secondary is, is very questionable and, and to create three turnovers in the game and, you know, keep them to, you know, 10 points. Yeah, the defense uh, did its job, offense, for sure. Their defense did above and beyond their job. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to have some uh, – some plays from your offense to, you know, I think make it the, happen. from and what I saw, happen. it was this is the first time that we've seen in a long time the Cowboys have to win a game in a tight way that wasn't the blowout and they didn't they weren't up to the challenge. And right. uh, you know, they didn't get to play a comfortable game. And that's because of the weather, that's because of uh, uh I think the travel. I think there was a few elements that were working against them there. But I also think that this is actually gonna turn out to be a good loss for them. Um, come playoff yeah, time. I think this is the loss that they absolutely. build on. Well, Cowboy Kev, next victim. Want to thank both of y'all for calling in. It's always a spirited time with y'all brothers on the Ozone. We're going to move on to some boxing, but uh, just wanted to thank you both for coming on. <laughs> All right, now. We, we appreciate the love always. <laughs> All right, now. Those guys were heated. Oh, man, those guys are fired up and ready to go. And you know what else is fired up and ready to go? What's that? Gorilla Life. Mm. The chlorophyll drink that can improve your health and elongate your quality of life. Gorilla Life. It's really simple, folks. It is a, a simple, simple combination. You have water, you have chlorophyll, and you have some agave. Or if you want to keep yours completely unsweet, you can just take it raw. The Gorilla Life drink oxygenates your blood. It builds better blood. It fortifies your body. It's packed with antioxidants, and it cleanses your body. It promotes great digestion. Go over to GorillaLife.com, become a subscriber, and you will get plant blood into your life, which will then in turn help your blood and your health. GorillaLife.com, life in a bottle. Woo, what a spirited edition of the Ozone. It has been. It wow. has been. We still got some more stuff to cover. Going to yeah. have to make it quick. But because uh, I think my meter's about to expire, folks, and they don't play in Los Angeles. You get tickets, and it's uh, they're like $100 out here. It's a bad look. Tickets and toes. Yeah, buddy. What else was a bad look was the fight that was on HBO this weekend. It was Terrence Crawford versus John Molina Jr. Yeah, didn't didn't go the right way for Molina. First and foremost, it did go the right way because he even got to go in the ring with a class act like Terrence Crawford. And when you're looking at a guy that's so overmatched, I mean, he really has more to lose than Molina does as far as yeah, taking you know, that fight, right? As far as taking that fight. Bud Crawford is uh, I would say the top 140 pound fighter in the world. He is an excellent athlete and he agreed to fight a guy who couldn't make weight by 4 pounds, which is a humongous amount of weight. In when you only weigh 140 pounds, four pounds is is light is all is a good almost five percent of your body weight. You're right. talking about a good amount of your body weight there, you know. So it, it's uh, my math may be off. Don't tell you, don't don't, <laughs> don't don't hold me to that. But it's a good percentage of your body weight. Trust me on this one. It's going to be huge. <laughs> so you know he comes into the ring, and his strategy looked like it was to get beat up, and he succeeded. <laughs> he, got, complete. Yes. he got beat up for eight or nine rounds. The only thing that I'll say, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because anybody who saw the fight knows exactly what time it is. Um, the only thing that I'll say is, you know, people like to crown 
greatness a little too early, in my opinion. Right. And I need to see him move up to 47, not just because he should move up. If he stays at 40, I think he's the best at 40, and there'll be some fights to be made. But the big money for him is going to come at 47, and there's a lot of guys that he can fight up there. I just felt like he got hit too often, even by Molina, who was moving in slow motion, because some of these boys at 47 got the power to put you on your back if you get hit by some of those shots that he got hit by. He right. also is a notoriously slow starter. He really turns it on round six, five, six, around there. What do you see in the fight? Yeah, but if you fight that type of fight, then sometimes you can't turn it on if these guys can get you early. You know, So if you take a lot of body shots from a high-caliber opponent, then you won't be able to, to turn it on later in the latter part of the fight. You know, Talk about a Pacquiao or some of these other guys who can really thump then they'll they'll tear your body down. You won't be able to to have that kind of power and push for the latter part of the fight. We saw that happen with Kovalev. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good point. Other fights that took place, Abner Mares, uh uh had a big win at featherweight. Um, you know, he fought Jesus Cuellar, which was a very, very highly anticipated fight. And it was a good fight. And it happened here in LA. We didn't get to go to it, but it was a it was a solid fight. Split decision um, it was very interesting because they had it, you know, classic boxing. Two judges scored the fight for Mares, 117-110, 116-111, and one judge scored the fight for Cuellar, 115-112. <laughs> now, what did you have? How did it? How does it go like that? Yeah. I thought I thought Mares won the fight. You know, I didn't I didn't keep round by round, but uh, you know I could have went one fifteen one twelve for for Mares. I could have went one sixteen one eleven. That's pretty lopsided. But at the same time. I don't know, you know, just to me it's more important why are this why who is this one judge that has it completely lopsided? Somebody who wasn't paying attention. Or somebody who was paying attention to their bank account. Wait, right. what's going on? Let's clean up clean it up. Clean up the act here in boxing. I don't know if they can. I, mean, I don't know if they can either. It's disturbing because mm -hmm. it, it comes down just like I don't know if they can make any more good fights consistently. One, because guys only fight two times a year. And two, because of the stables. Yeah, everybody has their own stable and you won't fight this guy because he's on this network. And then then the, I don't like this guy's promoter, so I'm not going to make a fight with. Fight. That's yeah, your job. That's your job. This is your job. Your job is to fight. So get busy and fight. Uh, Jamal Charlo. Knocked out Julian Williams in the fifth round, and I'm, when I tell you he knocked him out, damn, he. This was. A, I don't know if you saw that. I fight. didn't see it. Woo wee! He knocked him out, and then he called out Canelo. Wow! And uh, he, yeah. himself, huh? yeah, but he's good. He's good. This would be a good fight if they can make it, mm -hmm. um, especially since Canelo doesn't want to fight Triple G apparently. And then I would say the uh, I would say the big news is Anthony Joshua. Went and he he beat up the the guy he was supposed to beat up, of course. And then Vladimir Klitschko decided to jump in the ring and announced that they're gonna fight in Wimbledon in Wembley Stadium in April. That's a big deal. Joshua takes care of Eric Molina in the third round with a right, couple left hooks. It's over. So you're thinking, yeah, okay, Anthony Joshua did what he's supposed to do. Klitschko shows up. I'm like I don't know what happened because he wasn't as excited when he was when it was a uh, when he was fighting Tyson Fury. It seemed like his girl told him that they needed to talk. Hmm. Now, I don't know what happened, but I know that he seemed pretty excited to make this fight. And Anthony Joshua just straight up said, "I'm going to make Klitschko pay for this last hurrah." Wow, that's a, that's a pretty big statement, Klitsch <laughs> But Klitschko has had his last hurrah. I think that it's over for him, and I could be wrong, but. Hey, man, you get in with these young studs, and they will put you out. 
and he didn't look so great against Tyson Fury, so I can't believe And Tyson him. Fury has no pop. Yeah, and he couldn't no box pop. He doesn't really have boxing skills like that. Yeah, his his number one asset is his awkwardness. Right, right. He, he's unorthodox. but Followed by his size. Yes, but other than that, Klitschko should have put him to sleep, and he couldn't. He didn't even have him in trouble, and I would have a. I would be blown away if he can beat a guy like Joshua. I, I, I don't even think the fight's going to distance, of course, with the big boys, but I don't think it's going past five or six rounds. It, really? Yes. That's how that's how that's how I feel about it, because I don't think that Klitschko's, especially in the in the hurt game, you have to to be committed completely. Yeah, and you have to be hurting to yeah. a certain degree. Yes, and I think that he's gotten comfortable, and I, and of course he's older and uh, just fighting. You have to want it. I don't yeah. think that he wants to get hit like that anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to find out come April. I think 2017, there's going to be a lot of great fights. Yeah. And we got a lot of great fights coming up. And I mean, in early in 2017, too. It's going down. We're going to beat a lot of fights. Yeah, because if, if Klitschko loses to Joshua, then Joshua probably is going to step in with your boy. <laughs> it's mud. Right. Uh, with Deontay Wilder, <laughs> the bronze bomber. Yes. That would be a tremendous fight. That would. And that's not going to go to distance. <laughs> nah, somebody's going to sleep. Somebody's going to sleep. Somebody's going to sleep. I think that what Joshua is going to learn in fighting Klitschko, even if he gets him out of there, he's going to learn a lot because Klitschko is one of the greatest champions ever. Yeah. And and nobody in that, talks about that. Nobody talks about that. He's really, I think this is another example of reverse racism. Yes. He's really, really it's underrated. True. Really underrated, and in, in baseball, you call him a five-tool player, but he had it all. He had the jab, he had the pop. He, you know, he has he had great footwork. The guys are, you know, I don't know if we, I don't know if he had the chin to give him five tools. He, he but he's not like he's he gets up. He gets up. That's what champions do. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Wow. You know what else will get you up? What? Some clean snacks from Melissa's Organic Produce. Boy, oh boy. Melissa's Organic Produce has produced something that is the best thing you can put in your mouth other than some Gorilla Life. To wash down your Gorilla... To, 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 to go along with your Gorilla Life, eat some of these coconut clean snacks, folks. Go over to melissas.org. It's an organic produce uh, granola chia seed blend. It'll get your blood pressure down. It's going to make you feel like a million bucks. Your virility will go up, fellas. Who needs Viagra when you got coconut clean snacks? Feel like a man, be a man, and you'll be regular. You'll see. It's good for your guts. Mm. Go to melissas.org, uh, visit your local organic uh, produce store, and you will find the clean snacks. They are delicious. I'm telling you. Real quick, I don't think we're going to do much on it. We'll save it for next week. But, uh, man, how about the slugger sweepstakes going on in baseball? Still no signing for Encarnacion. Still no signing for Trumbo. Um, I think the Giants won with Melanson, and the Dodgers just won by wrapping up Kenley Jansen again. How about these closers getting paid? Oh, did the Turner deal finish, too? Yeah. One of the things about uh, what happened with Melanson is that the Giants put pressure on the Dodgers to re-sign Jansen. <laughs> they did. <laughs> because because the Giants, nobody's talking about it. If the Giants get that one more stick, I mean, nobody's got a better pitching staff than the Giants. Right. And they should have. They should have been in the. In they. They should have got back there this year. If they would have had a closer, it's a completely different situation. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of action in baseball. Yeah, we heard some feedback from a lot of people since it's not baseball season that they uh, don't know what we're talking about, and we feel sorry for you if you don't understand baseball. Yeah, but you're lost. You're lost. You're <laughs> lost in life. Let us lead you to the light. But tune into the ozone. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Come on. Yeah. You got anything else that you want to uh, that, you want to add? That, we went pretty deep right there. That was pretty thorough. Thorough Bailey. <laughs> it was. 
<laughs> what about Thurl Bailey? Yeah, what about him? Wonder what he's doing. I wonder what Thurl's up to. What a great name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're going to lead you with a quote here, folks. And it's from Mahatma Gandhi. And the quote is, there is more to life than increasing its speed. Enjoy yourself. Slow down. Smell the roses, folks. It's winter time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. And we will see you soon. Ozone. Ozone. Ozone.